Well, I just want to welcome everyone here to Embrace at all of our campuses. We're so excited that you are here. My name is Adam. I'm one of the pastors here. I'm so excited to be here myself. It's been a few weeks and so excited about preaching again. So I want to say welcome. Also want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms in the room. Moms, thank you for loving us. Thank you for cleaning us, for bathing us, for feeding us, for leading us, for loving us, for caring for us. Basically, moms, thank you for keeping us alive, okay? Honestly, I'm not not sure, sure the world would continue to, uh, to spin and do its thing without moms, so we're so grateful for you moms. Also want to give a special shout out uh, to the moms in my own life. Uh, first off, my wife, Beck. Uh, Beck, you're my, my partner. You're my best friend. I can't imagine a better mom to our kids. So thankful for you. Never loved you more. Also to my mom, Nancy. Uh, mom, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving my brothers and Becca. Thank you for loving dad like you have. Thank you for just being awesome, a wonderful mom. Again, just want to say happy Mother's Day. Last thing I want to say, the very first thing I did when I woke up this morning is I prayed for all the ladies at Embrace who so badly want to be a mom, but for whatever reason are not at that place yet. Just praying that you'd sense God's peace. Praying that you would know God is faithful even if it doesn't feel like it, even if it doesn't seem like it, even if you can't see that God is faithful, that you would know that God is faithful, okay? So I want to share all of that. Uh, now, it's kind of random to share, though, uh, but over the years, uh, one of the things that my kids have absolutely loved doing is they've loved wearing costumes, like, my kids love wearing costumes and putting on masks, and usually get, they get their costumes on Halloween, right? And so they get it for Halloween, but when they're young, uh, our kids, they often wear their, their outfits like 365 days a year, give or take a couple days. Can I get an amen from the moms and dads? It's not just Halloween. It's for the entire year. In the Weber household, though, uh, we've, had, we've had a bunch of things. We've had ninjas. We've had Elsa. We've had Darth Vader. Mario and Luigi, Zelda, one year Wilson was a duck. It's like the face of child abuse right there. If you're looking for, I feel bad, Wilson, I'm so sorry. I do love you. But one of my favorites was the year that uh, Hudson was a NASCAR driver and Wilson was a meerkat. Basically, Hudson was a hillbilly, sorry NASCAR fans, and Wilson was a rodent of some kind. But seriously, for a year, we had a NASCAR driver in our house. A year, we had this NASCAR driver, and we had this NASCAR driver everywhere. I mean, Hudson always wore this costume, so he'd wear it on the house, he'd wear it in the van, he'd wear it to the grocery store. One time, I'll never forget, we go to Walmart, okay? Walmart has some interesting people, but God loves everyone, okay? And so uh, we go to Walmart, and all of a sudden, I spot this NASCAR dad. How did I know he was a NASCAR dad? He had a mustache, and he was wearing his sweet NASCAR shirt, okay? So he came up to me with his stash and his shirt, and uh, he saw Hudson, his outfit. And so he came up to me, and he starts talking about NASCAR, okay? He starts talking NASCAR, 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 assuming that I know something about NASCAR. Well, about five seconds in, he quickly realizes I have no idea of what he's talking about. I do not like NASCAR. And I just remember it, it, it dawned on him, and then he slowly backed away as he pet his mullet, okay? Everything's true, <laughs> except the mullet part. No, but seriously, my kids, they love wearing costumes and masks, and when they do, they want to be seen by others. Like, when they wear their costumes, they want to be noticed by others, and so they, they're really loud, and they run around their house, like their, their pants are on fire, and they want everyone to see them in their awesomeness, pretending to be someone that they're not. Again, my kids, they love, love, love wearing costumes. Now, this is great, right? And it is cute for little kids, but I would argue that as adults, as adults, we do a very similar thing 
and it's not so great. I mean, often as adults, we put on masks, don't we? And we try and pretend that we are someone different than we really are. So often, we try to make our lives look better. We try to make our lives look, look different. We try to embellish our life, trying to be a different person than we really are. And I just got to ask, do you ever feel this way? Ever felt this way? At all campuses, do you ever just feel like you're wearing a mask? Like you wake up and the very first thing is you select which mask you're going to wear depending on the person and the group of people that you're with. Do you ever just feel like you need to be a different person than you are? Like, you're, like who you are is just not enough so you need to wear these masks again at all campuses. I just wonder, do you ever just feel like you're, you're wearing a mask? It's all a front. It's all a show. Now, at this time, I'm going to have us open up our Bibles. And so if you would, at all camps, just want to encourage you to open up your Bibles. Each week, I'd encourage you to bring your Bibles with. Open up your Bibles. Use the Bible on your phone. If you don't have it on your phone, download the Bible app and get it on your phone. But open up to the book of Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6. In Matthew 6, Jesus has been healing people and teaching people. He's been doing all kinds of different things. And he's got this crowd. And one day he goes up on the side of this mountain, kind of like Moses with the Israelites. He goes up on the side of this mountain. He sits down, which is the posture of a teacher at this time, and he begins to teach. This is his longest sermon known as the Sermon on the Mount. So all kinds of powerful stuff. But we are just going to look at one part in chapter 6, starting in verse 1. Here is what we are told. Jesus says, be careful that you don't practice your religion in front of people to draw their attention. Basically, don't be churchy and religiously to, get this, to be seen by others. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father who's in heaven. Instead, when you give to the poor, don't blow your trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may get the praise from people. At this time, at this time it's believed that when a large gift was given to a church, a large gift was given to a synagogue, a large church was given to someone who is poor, at this time it's believed that they would literally blow trumpets. They would blow trumpets to draw attention to the holiness and greatness in this large gift that was given. Jesus says, I assure you, that's the only reward you'll get. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that you may give to the poor in secret. Your father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners so that people will see them. I assure you, that's the only reward that they'll get. But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door and pray to your father who is present in the secret place. Your father who sees what you do in secret, he will reward you. These are some powerful verses, right? Powerful words. And Jesus is talking about giving to the poor. He's talking about praying. But get this, what he's actually trying to say is something so much deeper. Again, he's talking about giving to the poor. and He's talking about, about praying. But what he's trying to get to is this. He's saying that when you do things, don't do it to be seen by others. Like when you're giving to the poor and you're praying, like when you live your life, don't do it for the attention of others. Instead, simply do it for God the Father. Basically, Jesus is asking, when you do things, what's your motive? When you're doing all these religious acts and all these good deeds, what's the heart behind the things that you are doing? I mean, instead of making a scene and putting on a show and blowing trumpets, instead of trying to be noticed by others, just live for God. Just live for Him. Do it for your father who is able to see what no one else can see. And so there's that. And then before we continue on, I just want to zoom in on one more thing in our verses. Listen to this. Two different times in our verses, Jesus says, don't be like the hypocrites. 
Don't be like the hypocrites. Well, in the Greek language, the word hypocrite translates to mean actor or stage player. And when Jesus says this word hypocrites, the people listening would have immediately pictured a Greek play. They would have pictured a play that was put on by actors, actors on a stage. And get this, the actors and Greek plays, what would they wear? They would often wear large masks. They'd wear masks to try and act and pretend and put on a show, trying to be someone that they're not. And so again, bringing it full circle, what Jesus is trying to say is this. He's trying to say, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't put on a mask. Don't put on a show. Don't be an actor on a stage. Don't put on a front to gain the attention and the approval of others. Instead, do it all for God. Just live for him who is able to see what no one else can see. He is able to see even what takes place in the secret. Okay, so that's our verses. And now maybe you're a better person than me, but I know for myself so often, this is the story of my, my life. And I'm talking about the mass part, not for the father part. And I don't think I'm the only one. I mean, so often as human beings, this is us, isn't it? Like we are constantly trying to make our lives look better than they really are. And we do this with friends and we do this at work and we do this with family. We do it on Instagram, even with complete strangers. We put on masks and we put on fronts trying to be and pretend to be someone different or something different than we really are. And I truly believe that it's so normal and it's so much a part of our lives. And putting on a mask is so much a part of our daily routine that we struggle to see it in ourselves. It's like put on a mask, me? No way. Put on a mask, no, no, that's chance. Put on a chant, put on a mask, maybe her, but not me. Put on a mask, maybe him, put on a mask. I've never wore a mask. I'm real, I live out in the open. Put on a mask, I would never do such a thing. But we put on masks and we make it look like our life is great. And we make it look like we're awesome. We make it look like we're successful. We make it look like we're so happy. We make it look like our marriage is perfect and our kids are awesome and they're athletic and they never get bad grades and they never complain. And we make it look like we got money even though we're borrowed up to our gills and debt. And we make it look like we got life by the tail, world by the tail. We make it look like we got everything set. And when we do, we want other people to notice us. We want other people to see us and like our posts and hope, they, hope they'll see us and notice us. And yet the whole time, hear this so much of it is just a show. So much of it is just, I don't know how to say it, it's like actors on a stage. So much of it is just like a mask. It's a, so much of it just isn't real. Again, we wear masks with, with friends at work, on Facebook, but do you want to know another place that we do so? In church. It's a bit ironic that, that church, the one place we should be able to take our Mass off, the one place that we should be able to come as we are, the one place that we should take off all the crap and crud and statuses and all this, the one place that we should be able to is the one place that we wear masks the most. Us Christians often, we're, we're, we're fake. Often as Christians, we put on all these different things. I mean, have you ever been in a church where it just felt like it had to be perfect? And it's like everyone is so perfect and so religious and so holy. Jesus, I hate to tell you this, but you really didn't need to die on a cross because we're actually good to go without you. Ever been in a church where you had to know all the right lingo and use all the big fancy words? And ever been in a church where there's the good Christians and then there's the clear sinners? I don't know if you've heard about the clear sinners, but they don't even know how to read the Bible. I don't, I don't know if you know about the clear sinners. The baby, it's actually out of wedlock. The baby, that's actually not our dad. Did you about the affair? Did you, he lost his job. He lost his job. Did, did you hear about that? Like, did you hear 
about that? Their kids? Why they never talk about their oldest son? It's because he's addicted. He can't keep a job. He got kicked out of school. Why? He parties a lot. If you've heard about that, I'm just guessing there's a bunch of us that maybe grew up in the church and for years this exact thing is what kept you from wanting anything to do with God. It's like, why would I ever want to be a Christian? I don't want to be fake. Why would I ever want to be a Christian? That sounds exhausting. Why would I ever want to be a Christian? I don't want to wear more masks. Why would I ever be a Christian? Every Christian I ever know is surface. Or on the flip side, maybe we're the one who actually thinks that we are perfect. And we know so much about God. Like, do you want to hear a Bible verse about the things you're doing and how wrong they are? Do you, do you, do you want, want, to, want to know that I faithfully follow Jesus and I'm so great and we like to tell people about how great and deep and holy we are and actually God could learn a thing or two from us. I'm actually hoping Jesus will show up to our small group so that he can learn a thing or two about God again. So often we wear masks at work with family at church and here's Jesus and he's calling out and he's challenging this exact thing, telling us not to do things to be seen. Don't be like the hypocrites. Don't wear a mask. Instead, do everything for God the Father who is able to see what's done in secret. Okay, so this is great, right? But just to get to the heart of things and to get past the surface, as humans, we, we wear masks, but I just want to ask, why do we? Like, why do we do this? Why do we feel the need to cover up and to be someone that we're not? Again, why do we do so? I'm guessing the answer is probably different for each of us. And for some of us, why do we wear masks? As we just said, because of pride. I mean, we're the person who blows trumpets, wants everyone to see us and how great we are. And by wearing a mask, we can make ourselves look even better. Like, do you see how religious I am? See how successful I am? See how great I am and wonderful I am? It's pride. And there's a part of us who truly thinks we're a better person or more valuable than the next human being next to us. While for others of us, we wear masks for the complete opposite reason. We wear masks to hide our insecurity. We wear masks, why? Because we feel so imperfect. It's like if my friends saw me, if my coworkers knew, if other people in the church saw me for who I really am, like if people only knew about my mistakes, if they knew about my struggle, my addiction, my sin, like they would not want anything to do with me. If other people in church knew of this, like I wouldn't be welcome. If my friends knew this, they wouldn't want to be, like, be with me or be seen by me. If people only knew, they wouldn't want anything to do with me. They wouldn't love me, and so we wear masks to hide. That's the why, and yet here's the hard truth, and don't miss this. Wearing a mask, it might be a place that we can hide in, yes. But hear this, it's also a place that we can die in. Can Wearing a mask, it might be a great place to hide in, but it's also a place that we can die in. Trying to be someone that we're not, it's exhausting. Constantly trying to impress others and being fake, it's exhausting, and it's also a dark and lonely place to be. It's a dark and lonely place to be, and it's often a place that, that Satan can just beat the crap out of us, convincing us of lies, telling us that we're unlovable, telling us that if we, don't, if we take off the mask, everyone will run away. He just beat us up. I mean, on the outside of our mask, it might look like we're perfect, Right? Everything's so perfect. While secretly on the backside, it says that we've made so many mistakes and we're covered in shame. Backside might say that we're struggling with an addiction. On the front side, it might say that we're so happy. We always, we'll always wear a smile. We're always so upbeat and fun and all this great. While internally, the backside says that we're so broken. 
And no one knows, but we're hurting so much. We're hurting. And on the outside, it might look like we're so tough. Especially as guys, we don't need anybody. We're self-sufficient. We don't give a crap about what someone else says about us. But the truth is, we're scared to death. We're living in fear. We look so tough, and yet inside we're scared. And our mask might say that we're so religious and we're so holy and we're so great, but the truth is we feel so far from God. We look so holy and religious, but I can't remember the last time I felt God's presence. We, feel, we look, look so holy, but we question if God even loves us or wants anything to do with us. On the outside, it might look like we're the perfect mom. We look such a perfect mom, and our Instagram, it's so perfect, while internally, it feels like we have no purpose. Instead of cleaning up crap, literally, <laughs> completely unnoticed, or as mobs, moms were trying to juggle a job while trying to be a mom, and we feel like we're failing at both. We feel like we're failing. And it might look like we're so successful, but the truth is, my marriage is falling apart. My life is falling apart. My career is falling apart. And you might look, it might, you might think that my house and my, my career and everything that I do is so wonderful. But the reality is, I feel so lonely. And I'm so lost and I, that I struggle to get out of bed most days. And yes, it might appear that I have everything, but I feel so empty. And, I'm, and the truth is, I'm prideful and I know I'm an arrogant jerk and I don't really like the person I've become. Now, as you came in today, you should have been given one of these masks. And at all campuses, I want to challenge you to take it out. Take, take out this mask. Not just your wife. Yes, you too, buddy. Okay? Take out your mask at all campuses. Take it out. And the simple question I want you to answer on the back side is, what are you hiding? What are you hiding? What's on the back side of your mask? What's that one place that you've never shared? What are you hiding behind them? Whatever it is, just write it down. Maybe it's a bunch of different things. Maybe it's just one thing. As I continue to, to share the rest of the message, I just want to challenge you. Write it down. Whatever comes to mind, just keep on writing. Whatever is on the backside of your mask, just, just write. Again, behind the mask, we can hide, but we can also die. It's like the longer we wear a mask, the more and more we slowly begin to die from the inside out. Wearing a mask, it's It's suffocating. And so that's why we wear a mask and why we hide. But one step further, a good thing to wrestle with is who do we hide from? Who do we hide from? And the obvious answer is other people, right? Friends and maybe your spouse or something you're hiding. Maybe your dad, maybe people on your block. Maybe it's church. It's other people. But more often than not, the truth is the person that we hide from the most is who? It's God. It's, it's, it's the Lord. We hide from him. And get this, there's no one in the Bible other than Jesus who has a closer relationship with God than Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, they have the perfect relationship with God, and it's as deep as it gets, and they're walking in their garden with God, and they're butt naked with God, and they don't really care. Like, there's, there's nothing that's hiding. It's a wonderful place to be. Nothing is hidden. They fully trust God, and they love him. And then what happens? Three chapters in, they see this tree that they're not supposed to, and they eat the fruit from it. And what happens when they eat from the tree? They're covered in shame. This perfect relationship, and all of a sudden they're covered in shame. And when they're covered in shame, what do they do? We're told that they clothe themselves with leaves. 
You could say that they put on masks and they, they, they hid themselves from God. Again, to be clear, this isn't new Christians we're talking about. It's two people who have the best relationship with God, and yet here they are, and they're hiding. Often we hide from others, but more often than not, we hide from the Lord. And going back to Jesus' words one more time, he tells us that whether it's looking religious or it's trying to be perfect, don't put on a mask. Don't put on a front. Don't be an actor. Don't, don't be fake just to gain the attention and approval of others. Instead, live for God. Just live for him who is able to see even in the secret. Now, next week, we're going to talk about how God sees us and what that means for us. And I mean, it pretty much changes everything for us. And so you may, I mean, just might want to come back. It might change everything. It's actually not a joke. It's true. But for today, I, I just want to end with a challenge. And this challenge is for all of us, myself included. The challenge is simply to take off your mask. But one step further than just taking off your mask, I want to challenge you to leave your mask behind. Whatever it is, I want to challenge you to leave your mask behind. You see, here's the truth. It's impossible to go past the surface in our relationship with God if we're wearing a mask. It's impossible. I mean, we might read our Bibles daily, and we might raise our hands in church, and we might look so religious, and yet if we're hiding behind a mask, there's only so far we'll get in our relationship with him. That's true for a new Christian. That's also true for a Christian who's been following Jesus for 20 years. Maybe you're like, man, I just wish I could go to a deeper place with God, and I've been following him. I know everything about the Bible, but it just feels like I hit up this window. Possibly it's because you're wearing a mask. Again, we could do everything right, and if we're, if we're hiding our true self from God, there's only so far we will get. And so again today, take off your mask and leave it behind. Come before God the Father and just say, Jesus, this is me. I've been following you for years, and yet there's this one mask, this one area that I've been keeping from you. This is my struggle. This is my addiction. This is my brokenness. This is my pain. I'm just giving it to you, Father. So again, take off your mask and leave it behind. At all campuses, as you leave, there's going to be buckets, baskets. And I, I want to challenge you to physically drop it in there. Again, you too, tough guy. Tough guy who's never shared anything with anyone. I'm talking to you, tough guy. I want to challenge you, write it down, leave it with him. As we wrap up things today, just to share for myself, I have a bunch of different masks that I wear. One of the masks that I often hide behind with others, it sounds crazy, is a clean house. Crazy. Sounds lame, but honestly, I actually just told someone, I think this is the most transparent I've ever been on a Sunday. This is the, it's crazy, but it's the deepest part of who I am. You see, I'm a neat freak, and I, I want it to look like I have life all together. And so I can promise you, if I know you're coming over to my house, my house will be clean. And if you surprise me and you stop over, it's a high chance uh, we'll end up talking on our front porch and you'll never get in the front door. Now, there's nothing wrong with being clean, right? But listen to this. And I just told this story to one of our camp's pastors two weeks ago for the first time. He's the one who challenged me to share it today. Um, something I've shared before in elementary school, I wasn't the cool kid. Was not popular in elementary school, got picked on. At the time, I would have done anything to fit in. Anything. Fourth or fifth grade, though, uh, there was a girl who stopped by our family's house uh, with her mom. The mom was stopping over to talk to my dad about something with work, so 
the girl in my class, she came over. She was a girl that I had a crush on. I thought she was cute. And uh, we never talked, but I thought she was awesome. I stayed inside the house because they were outside the house, safe place to be. What was I doing? I was doing laundry. Mom, thank you so much. Happy Mother's Day. I knew how to do laundry. We had to do our laundry. I'm not sure what your laundry room looked like growing up, Mom. I'm sorry. Uh, but our laundry room growing up was kind of close to Mount Everest, if you know what I'm talking about. Like, it was just a lot of clothes, a big pile. So there I am doing laundry. Well, I didn't know my classmate. She came in the house. When you come in that house, the first thing you see is the laundry room. I'm standing on this pile of clothes, filling the washing machine. The only thing she said to me, what a mess. What a mess. She walked away, went back outside. Never forget standing there totally embarrassed. Totally embarrassed. See, at the time, I couldn't control whether I had pimples or not. I couldn't control if I was athletic or not. Couldn't control if I was popular or not. But the one thing I decided from that day forward is that I could have a clean house. And so, no kidding, from that day on, I began to clean and clean and clean. My mom's going to hear this today, and she's going to be like, oh, my goodness. My wife hasn't even heard this. Basically, that day, I began to wear a mask. I began to wear a mask. As you came into today, I'm not sure what your mask looks like. Yours might sound as crazy as mine. Maybe you got a bunch of masks. You look so religious, and yet you're so crap. Everything about you is crap. You look so spiritual, and yet the whole thing's a fraud. You go to work, and it's like all this. Instagram's all this. Friends, all this. Your friends don't even know who you really are. And as you came in today, I just want to challenge you. Whatever you came in with, leave that mask behind. Take the mask and put it at the feet of Jesus. Let him take it. Let him handle it. Leave it with him. Let's pray. Gracious Father, Heavenly King, we come before you thankful for who you are. Thankful that you're a shepherd. Thankful that you, you, you gently enter into our lives and you begin to mess with stuff that we don't want to be messed with. You touch the sensitive parts of who we are. You, you touch the parts of us that we've guarded. We've had so many masks that we haven't let you in. And yet today, God, I challenge my brothers and my sisters to not leave without leaving masks. Leave masks. We just take the show and we lay it at his feet. We take the mask, the front, we just take it off and put it at the feet of Jesus. So excited, God, to talk about next week and how you see us. Lord, we love you. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I have uh, one last thing to share before I drive off. I'm not sure if you know, but every week I drive back and forth between here and downtown. Um, but I'm excited to share some exciting news for this specific campus. Uh, we've been without a campus pastor for a while, and I'm excited to say that we have hired a new campus pastor who is truly amazing, uh, a non-flashy guy who's just a steady, eddy, wonderful man. His name's Brian Rock. Um, he's joining us from a church in the city. It's called Eagle Brook. It's very rare to see two churches work together. Eagle Brook has been a church that has been a huge cheerleader to us. They've been awesome. Every time I've went to Eagle Brook, it's like doors wide open. What do you need? What does Embrace need? It's awesome. Brian is coming with his family. They're going to start July 9th. Um, in Brian, I'll, I'll still be preaching. Uh, Rob has been filling in. Val has been filling in. I, in Brian, you'll have a pastor. You'll have a leader. You'll have a friend. I am so excited. Honestly, at this campus, I feel like we've been disconnected. 
And I feel like, especially for those of us who have been around, it's easy to fall through the cracks and feel overlooked. I'm so excited about Brian coming. Um, and so can we put it up and just thank God really quickly. Just so thankful for him. <laughs>